G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Monica Dumit is a spokesperson for the Coalition for Marriage. Monica is joining us. Hello, Monica. Welcome along to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for having me. Monica, we'll get into uh, some of the issues in just a few moments, but uh, there's been some tremendous resources that have come out from the Coalition for Marriage. Uh, One in particular I'm thinking of, and I know you've had a role to play in just getting this whole thing together, uh, the document which is called Consequences. Uh, It's something that's a free download. People are able to download it. I wonder whether uh, you know whether uh, there's been a spike in the number of people who've been downloading that document, informing themselves about this whole issue. Uh, How's that document going since it's launched late last week? Yeah, it's been going great. We've been getting uh, lots of downloads, and the more that people share it, the more that people uh, understand that there is a, a handy resource out there available. So if I can talk just a little bit about the handbook, it's just uh, lists 10 key consequences of the redefinition of marriage, uh, broken down into just about a couple of pages each with a brief explanation of how the change is linked to the marriage debate. So for example, we talk a lot about changes to education, changes to freedom of speech or freedom of religion. Uh, So we link that to how that changes a result of the change in the definition of marriage and use a number of examples from other countries as well to back that up. It's, it's ex- incredibly well-researched. I think in a, in a book of about 90 pages or so, there's about 20 pages of references and, and links for people to go and, go and explore. So it's, it's thorough, it's well-researched, but it's also very accessible, um, very basic language. And the idea is to be able to equip people to be having these conversations with friends and family and neighbours and things like that. Uh, so it's it's available on our Coalition for Marriage website. There's a there's a tab there that says Handbook, and I encourage everybody to download it, have a read of it, and if you find it helpful, just to please share it with others. We might talk about that a little more and make sure people know how to download that free resource at the end of our conversation today. Let me bring you, Monica, to a weekend launch of the No Case for Change to Marriage Law. Uh, Corey Bernardi was one of your keynote speakers at the launch over the weekend. He used words like weaponized anti-discrimination laws and legal warfare against supporters of traditional marriage when he was describing consequences if there is change. What are your thoughts on the launch over the weekend and particularly some of those things that were said? Well, the launch itself was fantastic. I think that Australians are often made to feel that they're on their own if they want to vote no, that you know they're, they're part of some backward minority. Uh, and so bringing people together at this launch... Uh, on Saturday evening, more than a thousand people packed the, the Sydney Convention Centre, and it was a really good vibe. People really energised and, and feeling very confident uh, in their no vote. Uh, reminded to everybody that that they're not alone and that it is okay to vote no. Uh, so that's the first thing. It was a really great event, and we're having uh, similar events in capital cities across Australia this week. So uh, that's really exciting. I think our Brisbane one is on Friday evening. 
for your listeners um, if anybody wants to get along. Okay, that's in Brisbane, did you say? Which night did you say that was on? Friday night this week. Friday night this week in Brisbane. What, what about other events around the nation? So uh, the, the next one is Adelaide on Tuesday night, uh, Perth on Thursday night, Brisbane, of course, on Friday, and then Melbourne on Saturday evening. So we've got four, four more launch events. Uh, in the States coming up this week and all of the information can be found under the events tab on our website. And Monica, who can go to those? Can members of, the, members of the general public, listeners to yeah. our conversation today, can go to those uh, in Melbourne and Adelaide, in Perth, in Brisbane this week and uh, find the details on the Coalition for Marriage website. Uh, let me just move on to some. There's so many things to cover. Uh, the true colours of the yes case on display late last week. Uh, these are what the headlines say. Christians even under attack at Sydney University. Uh, is this the sort of thing that uh, that you'd anticipated was likely to happen? That Christians would actually be in the firing line when there'd be protests at places like universities? Well, I, th- I think so. I think that unfortunately, what we've seen from the yes campaign, despite their, their mantra that this is about everybody having equal rights and that, you know, we want to live and let live. What we're seeing from the other side is that that's actually not their intention. They're not looking for a, for a country in which people are allowed to live and let live, but rather that people must be forced to hold their views and to be restricted from expressing an opposing view. Uh, I know some of these young people at Sydney University personally, and I have to say that, that I was impressed by by their courage but also by their restraint um for the most part just you know held that you know held their signs tried to engage in dialogue and when that when that didn't work uh and when the aggression was just too severe and people started to get violent they just stood there silently um and reminding people that it was okay to say no which i think is great One of the things that uh, some commentators have found quite disturbing about the violence at Sydney University is that the Yes campaign uh, hasn't come out to denounce the violence. Have you got any thoughts on on whether that ought to be the case? Or I know that you're not encouraging violence, but uh, but certainly there should be some sort of expectation that those who are on the Yes side ought to be uh, denouncing violence like that. Well, I think so. I think they've got themselves into an unfortunate position because in denouncing the violence, they have to own it and they have to own the idea that some of their supporters and a good number of them, this wasn't, the Sydney Uni event wasn't an isolated incident. We saw it obviously at the Brisbane church the week before. But in denouncing the violence, they then have to, have to almost admit that this is what supporters of the Yes campaign uh, do and this is how they behave. And so I think that the official leaders, if you like, of the F campaign find themselves in a very awkward position. Be that as it may, I think they have a responsibility to denounce it and to tell people that this isn't this isn't what they want. Uh, there was a really interesting article over the weekend which highlighted that the F campaign seems to have lost a little bit of control of its supporters. And and while obviously we're seeing that play out in violence, uh, I think the for the long term, we'll see that play out in consequences. Uh, you were talking before about uh, Senator Bernardi talking about anti-discrimination laws being used against people who hold to the traditional definition of marriage. And I think that if the definition of marriage changes, 
the same lack of restraint that the Yes campaign and their supporters are showing now will continue in the form of uh, further attacks on, on Christians and other people who hold to a traditional definition of marriage, uh, litigation, deliberate targeting of businesses like we've seen overseas and things like that. So I think the, the lack of control of its base is a real problem for the Yes campaign. Well, the two Yes campaign leaders, even though they might not officially be calling the shots on what happens regularly day-to-day on a campaign trail, but, of course, the Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, and the opposition leader, Bill Shorten, these are the two highest-profile Yes campaigners in the country, and it's really only just uh, the end of... Uh, late last week and into the weekend that there's been an admission from these two leaders that that the same-sex marriage debate is about religious freedom. I mean, I I imagine that is a tremendous breakthrough that they have acknowledged that. Uh, What makes us a little suspicious is the timing, that it's almost a full week after the voting began. What are your thoughts, Monica? Yeah, well, I I think their hand was forced a little bit because of the intervention of um, former Prime Minister John Howard and after he came out, in a very statesmanlike way and and almost called them to account for religious freedom, then they needed to respond. I mean, they've been hearing it from Christians and from others for a long time that someone with the authority of John Howard coming out, they, they were forced to respond. Uh, extraordinarily, on Friday, I think, uh, Prime Minister Turnbull said that he wasn't sure what would happen with religious freedoms because they couldn't even get a plebiscite through the Senate. The Senate, uh, a hostile Senate, can't guarantee religious freedom protections despite us being told and, and us being asked to just trust the politicians to get it right after the vote. It's extraordinary. We're just being asked to sign a blank check when it comes to religious freedoms and other freedoms as well. And I don't know about you, but I'm, you know, I'm not comfortable in, in putting my, that much faith in politics. Uh, I think uh, Senator Matt Canavan said on the weekend that it's a much greater act of faith to trust the Parliament to get our freedoms right than it is to believe in the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, uh, which, was a, which was a really interesting uh, and very profound comment. And, of course, you've got Bill Shorten, the opposition leader, who made some extraordinary comments too, vowing to block a bill to change the Marriage Act if it put religious freedoms at risk. Well, that seems to be a major contradiction on everything that he's said so far. But saying that he's a supporter of marriage equality, he also says he's been raised a person of faith. Uh, Those are contradictory in itself for the sorts of things that we hear coming from the leader of the opposition. Yeah, it's really hard to, to know where he's coming from because two years ago he told a public forum at, at The Guardian, or organised by The Guardian, that a future Labor government would wind back religious freedom protections that were placed into a same-sex marriage bill passed under a a coalition government. And so that was a promise that he made two years ago. Now he's promising to protect religious freedoms. I'm just, again, I'm not sure that I can trust uh, him or, or really anybody to get it right. And the only way I think that people are able to be certain about the protection of their religious freedom is to vote no in the ballot. Because we've seen, as you point out, two very contradictory statements from him. And with that level of contradiction, it is certainly an admission that really he's got no idea. And 
probably for ordinary people thinking about the the debate, as you say, uh, working on those comments that he'd made uh, some time ago, and I believe even reinforced those of recent times about uh, changing uh, 18C uh, in the Racial Discrimination Act to actually also include issues to do with religion as well and religious vilification. So uh, very, very contradictory, and uh, I'm sure most people thinking through that uh, will come to the same conclusion. Let me ask you about some of the things that are on the rise in discussion in the media. The idea of mental health groups saying there's a spike in demand for their services for LGBTQI people. Uh, is the debate, do you think, having that level of effect on people who are uh, on the yes case? Oh, well, look, it could be. I think that, um, I, look, we're, we're all wanting everybody to make sure that their mental health is looked after. Uh, and that's on people on either side. We hear from extraordinary stories from people who plan to vote no are also receiving very horrible messages and, and things like that. I don't... Chella White, who is on our ads, said that she had received the most extraordinary, horribly, horrible Facebook message from somebody who worked at a suicide prevention centre. So I think that there's an importance uh, on both sides for people to be looking after mental health. What I will say, though, is I don't, I don't see a lot of hate coming out of our campaign. I don't see a lot of nastiness or attacks on the dignity of individuals coming from the no side. What I see, though, are people who purport to be on the side of the LGBTIQ Australians are the ones who are telling them that they're being hated, that they're being rejected, and that their dignity is being attacked by people who vote no. So I think, actually, that everybody has a responsibility not to be, not to be sending messages like that. The no campaign, we're very, very conscious that anything that we say doesn't attack the dignity of the human person, and, and I would ask and I would invite um, those on the other side as well not to put not to put those ideas in people's heads because I do think that that can be very damaging. Okay, Monica, running out of time now, but I want your uh, your thoughts on the new ad for the No campaign. And uh, some listeners may have already seen the ad on television. Uh, others might not. Uh, this is a new ad that features uh, attention to the gender fairy. How do you describe the ad and what it, you're trying to communicate in this new uh, new ad for the for the No campaign? Well, I guess it's a follow-on from our from our first ad, and what we're seeing in countries where marriage has been redefined, you take gender out of marriage, is that then changes happen to the education system. And this isn't a red herring. We hear, particularly from parents in Canada, who say that the law changed and then the school curriculum changed, not only to teach homosexuality as normal, but also to teach the idea that gender is meaningless, um, and what began as optional programs like the Safe Schools program, which initially did promote the Gender Fairy book um, and then took it down after, after they got found out, that then these types of programs become compulsory. And that that's, that's a real consequence and a real risk in changing the marriage law. And parents need to, I guess, be aware of the potential changes in their children's classroom as a result of the yes vote. Well, Monica Dumit from the Coalition for Marriage, our guest, let me point listeners to the Coalition for Marriage website, coalitionformarriage.com.au. 
I mentioned the book at the start of our uh, conversation today called Consequences, Changing the Law on Marriage Affects Everyone, and it is a free download. It's a comprehensive, easy-to-read, well-written document, and you can download that when you're on the Coalition for Marriage website at coalitionformarriage.com.au. Monica Dumit, thanks so much for updating us on your thoughts uh, with the No campaign uh, defending traditional marriage. Uh, Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.